There is many amazing statements in Scripture. One that's always not really baffling, but amazed me. It's what's found in the book of Joel, the second chapter. In verse 25 tells us, And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the can- canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I have sent among you. As you would know, locusts would destroy their life, basically. They had no food. Locusts come through take everything. You starve to death, long story short. How could he restore it? He says he will, he will. We're going to look today at the Jubilee trumpet, which is exactly what we're talking about. In Leviticus chapter 25, verse 9, Verse 8, Leviticus 25 and 8, Thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years, 49, 50th. And the space of seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto you forty and nine years. And thou shalt cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, the day of atonement. Shall you make the trumpet sound throughout your land? And you shall hallow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land until all the, unto all the inhabitants of thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and you shall return every man to his possession. And you shall return every man to his family. A jubilee shall that fiftieth year be unto you. You shall not sow, neither reap. That which groweth of itself in it, nor gather the grapes in it of thy vine undressed. For it is the jubilee, it shall be holy unto you, ye shall eat the increase thereof out of the field. In the year of jubilee, ye shall return every man to his possession. Knowing human nature, once people get leverage as we call it today under their thumb they don't let up in the jewish law that wasn't going to happen 50th year come around the land you had to sell because you was poor it's years again it was taken away from those that had it you would not be separated from your possessions forever in this we see eternal security Christ said in John 10, My sheep shall never perish. None can pluck out of his hand. None can pluck out of the Father's hand that gave them to him. And these things, they would look at Jehovah as being the Redeemer. There would be no permanent hoarding of possessions, no rich getting richer. When will this time come? (laughs) Could start tonight. 1 Kings chapter 8. Now Solomon said there in verse 27 of 1 Kings chapter 8, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven 
and heavens of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house that I have builded. In that same chapter, verse 1. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and the heads of the tribes and the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel and unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is in Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves into King Solomon in the feast of the month of Ethanim. Why did they not say what feast it was? They didn't. We don't read much about them keeping the, this very feast, the Feast of Tabernacles. And this would have been the year of the Jubilee. But why did they neglect it? Why did they reject their Messiah? It all fits. And it tells about how they brought up the Ark of the Covenant. And they brought up the Ark of the Lord. The Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. Stops all there. Brought up the ark of the Lord in the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels in the tabernacle. Vessels of honor. Even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. Great time. Like I say, this is the type of our eternal security, the Jubilee trumpet. God has accepted the ransom, the great day of atonement. I remember Milburn preaching the great day of atonement. There were flags that were put out. I've never found it. Of course, I never studied like he did either. Those flags would turn red if the offering was accepted. That's when the high, high priest went in once a year. The year Christ was crucified, I heard they turned red. Israel has never as a nation accepted their Redeemer. Of course, they, they crucified him. Well, this is a great day of not the atonement, but this is the great Feast of the Jubilee. In uh, well, let's look at Revelation chapter one, verse seven. <clears throat> I mean, it's amazing how he's going to restore the years of the canker palmer worm. That's actually the, every phase of that locust it's birth life Revelation 1 and 7 behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him even so amen this is a redeemer why is everybody so whiny about it we wouldn't be it's going to be an end of their fun that's one way of putting it. I'll look over in the book of Zechariah. Next to the last book of the Old Testament. We read here recently 
Verse 16 of Zechariah 14, And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of the nations which come against Jerusalem, we don't read of too many nations, and we don't read of America being around either, shall go up from year to year to worship the king. Worship is another thing entirely. The Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Like I say, we don't read too many times where they ever observed the Jubilee trumpet. Now, in the days of Jeremiah, they made an attempt at it, but they took it back. They let them go free, and then they took them back into bondage, and they were judged and sent into Babylonian captivity for that very thing. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations that come against Jerusalem shall go up to from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. And I think it's in the... Yeah, the twelfth chapter. Where we looked at this here a couple weeks back, verse ten. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and shall mourn for him, as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. One group of people, their their funds over the other people, it's the Jews, see what they have done. <clears throat> like I say, Israel has never accepted Christ as their Messiah. Chapter 13, verse 6, there at the same book of Zechariah. Talks about the wounds that he got in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man that is my fellow. That's Christ. In Matthew chapter 24, Matthew 24 and verse 29. <clears throat> Matthew 24 and 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. That's going to be a scary time upon the earth. Now, God's throne's not shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. Like I say, the fun is over. The owner has come back to take control of what he created. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. There's no war during this feast of the Jubilee, no oppression, sin forgiven, paradise restored. That's an amazing thing right there. Paradise will be restored. 
in uh, Isaiah 35 and 10. Isaiah 35 and 10. <clears throat> and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Notice they're not wailing or crying. They're, they're happy. They're now the Lord's free man. As we read in 1 Corinthians 7, 22. The inheritance that we lost in Adam has been regained. As we know, that which was lost by man has to be regained by man and will be regained by the God-man, Jesus Christ. What was it he said in the Gospel of Luke, the 19th chapter, if I can find it, what he came to say? Not if look at look for it later. Son of man's come to seek to save that which was lost. I'll get back to it eventually. I'm out of line with my notes. Matthew chapter fifteen, eight, and nine. We'll come back to that passage there in the Gospel of Luke. Matthew 15, 8 and 9. <clears throat> this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Now, the interesting thing in one of their feasts, they like the pomegranate, they said it has like 610 those little bitty things that you like to pop in, when you're eating one. Symbolic of the laws that they created. It wasn't God's laws, but their laws. I wouldn't talk about that too much. But uh, we see what their nature is. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 7 2 Timothy 3, 7. Ever learning and never coming, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's lots of people out there that studies, study the writings of man, like Brother Joe was referring to the Word of God. It's the truth, and all these other things are not the truth. That's man's ways. Consider worship, as I mentioned a while ago, which is another study. Worship is bowing to the Almighty, not the whooping and hollering and all that goes with it. Maybe to help you understand that a little better, turn over to the book of Genesis. We covered this sometime back in chapter 22, verse 5. When Abraham was taking, he was bowing to the, in submission to the, of the Almighty in obedience. And 
Genesis chapter 22 and verse 5, he's taking his son to sacrifice him there on what we call Mount Moriah. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship. Was he sitting there whooping and hollering? No, he was bowing in submission to the Almighty. He was worshiping. He knew what it meant. That's worshiping, is bowing to God's will. The devil desired worship. And what was it in the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter? He wanted to offer Christ if he would fall down and worship him. Christ made it plain how the word of worship God and him only. Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not worship, that, excuse me, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou, thou serve. Man worships God from the standpoint of redemption. I read A.W. Tozer's take on worship. Worship means to feel in the heart. It also means to express in some appropriate manner what you feel in the heart. There's factors that you find present in worship. First, there must be a boundless confidence in who you're worshiping. Christ is who he said he was and is that, that able to do what he said he will do. You cannot worship one that you do not trust. There must be an admiration. There must be an appreciation, a fascination, and an adoration. It's, we find all these things in Christ, our Redeemer. The angels... The elect angels, they don't necessarily understand redemption like we do because we're partakers of it. They had their unfallen, the elect angels. Were to go up, well, after the Great Tribulation, all that is left of the, the survivors are to go up once a year to Feast of Tabernacles to worship the Lord. That, that's an amazing thing. But first, Israel needs to receive and accept Christ as their Messiah. They need to make an end of sin, as Daniel 9 speaks about in the 490 years. They need to get things right with the Almighty. The, their Messiah. Acts chapter 17 tells us all men are everywhere are commanded to repent. All men. It's a bona fide, I guess you would say bona fide. It's a commandment to all men. Didn't say that all men will. Obviously, you look out there in the world, man, most people are unrepentant sinners. But we're commanded to repent. There's no place for the wicked. As we know, with the great white throne, the wicked are cast into the lake of fire. The Lord will resurrect the bodies that are totally decomposed. As we read in John's Gospel, the fifth chapter, and I believe it points to two resurrections. 
what I'm saying is everybody's going to stand before the Almighty, one judgment seat or another. Brother Eddie and I was talking about the Bema seat. In the Olympic, what we call the Olympic Games of the days of old, they went to, to stood before the Bema. That was who judged them and rewarded them. Christ sits on what we call the Bema seat. In the John chapter 5, speaks about Verse 26, whereas the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given to him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of God. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, that's one resurrection, and they that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation, which is another totally different resurrection. One or the other. In uh, Genesis eighteen fourteen, the Lord said, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? A lot of people says, Well, what about those bodies been totally obliterated? Nope, not impossible for him. He spoke the stars into being, Psalms 148 and verse 5. God is able to restore the years that the palmer worm hath just destroyed. God is able to restore them. He said he will, he will. Revelation chapter 22, we'll read the Start in verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Now, there, this is mentioned in other places. Ezekiel mentions it. And the minor prophets in a few places mention it. In the midst of the street of it, and on the, either side of the river, was there the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. If we had it today we'd live. It didn't heal what was wrong with us and we'd live on. We'll be given that right at an appropriate time and there shall be no more curse But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they, they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. As said, paradise is restored. A lot of amazing things. Man's sin brought the curse, but the new creation, there will be no curse. Just like the tree of life was guarded in the Garden of Eden after man was driven out, we will have that restored here. As Christ said, Son of Man come to seek and save that which was lost. There in the 19th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, that which was lost was man's right to the tree of life. 
We read in scripture about the 99 sheep that did not go astray. One did. The shepherd's concern was to find the missing one. And that's exactly what he does. He said he would do it as far as restore the that which was lost, man's right to the tree of life. We read about it here in Revelation chapter 22. Now the unjust do have no concern that they need to be restored. And man needs to be restored in body and well, body, soul, and spirit. Read in Thessalonians that all three would be redeemed. We'll go read that rather than misquote it. It's in First Thessalonians, I should believe, the fifth chapter. It wouldn't be mentioned if it wasn't if it wasn't so. Verse 23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The whole idea in this lesson is the Jubilee trumpet, restora restoration of that which was lost. Matter of fact, the word jubilee itself means to return. A few places in the Old Testament, God made the covenant with Abraham, the land grant, the royal land grant, instead. I believe it's in Genesis chapter 15. This is yet to be realized. Does that mean God's not able to follow through? He will at that appointed time. The jubilee is whenever man returns to his possession. It will be, as I said, paradise regained. In Psalms 69, verse 4, there's more probably taught in the Old Testament than there is in the New Psalm 69 and 4. <clears throat> That's not the, Yeah. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that would destroy me, being mine enemies wrongfully or mighty, then I restored that which I took not away. That's only to be speaking about Christ. As I mentioned there in the Gospel of Luke, the 19th chapter, it's actually verse 10. Christ said, Psalm, Luke 19 and verse 10, I'll get it out here in a minute. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. As I said, that what man lost was his way and right to the tree of life. It would not... Well, it said that man put forth his hand and ate of the tree, he would live forever. That's in the third chapter of Genesis. I think it's the third chapter. 
That's not the passage I was I'm in the wrong book. Verse 22 of chapter 3, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. That was lost. A lot of other things was lost. Man lost his memory. It didn't have to be sent to school or anything. Now we have to be taught. A lot of things we, we could say. I haven't mentioned much about the year of the Jubilee, but as I said, the whole idea is restoration. Back to the 25th chapter of the book of Leviticus. I probably should have read the, the chapter in its entirety. Verse 3, six years shalt thou sow thy field, and six years shalt thou prune thy vineyard and gather the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath. The rest of the land, a Sabbath of the Lord, thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. It's, we're also at the end of 6,000 years since the creation of man. There's... This jubilee, I guess you might say, from that standpoint. That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest out shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes for thy vine of thy vine undressed, for it is a year of rest into the land. And this, you see, the land was also to rest also, as well as the people. Verse 14, If thou sell aught to thy neighbor or buyest aught from thy neighbor's hand, thou shalt not oppress one another. According to the number of years of the jubilee, thou shalt buy it of thy neighbor, and according to the number of the years of the fruits, he shall sell it to thee. According to the multitude of years, thou shalt increase the price thereof. According to the fewness of years, shalt thou diminish the price thereof. For according to the number of years, the of the fruits doth he sell unto thee. In other words, if you had one more year before the year of the Jubilee, you wouldn't get near as much for it. You shall not therefore oppress one another, but thou shalt fear thy God, for I am the Lord your God. Wherefore ye shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them, and ye shall dwell in the land safely. And the land shall yield her fruit, and ye shall eat your fill and dwell therein safely. And if ye shall say, What shall we eat the seventh year? Behold, ye shall not sow nor gather in our increase. Then I will command the, my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and ye shall bring forth fruit for seven years. They had to rely on God is the whole point that we see in all this. It was a time of rejoicing it, like I said, the word jubilee meant to return. There was no way one could be forever separated from their possession. It's a great type of eternal security. It, but as I said, Israel, the first thing they must do is accept Christ as their Messiah. They haven't done that yet. 
No war, no oppression, sin forgiven, restitution of all things. Sounds like a great time. Anyway, that's the end of our lesson. The, the year of the Jubilee, we believe, probably start the millennial reign of Christ. Anyway, that's another topic. That